0: on an emerging generation of kings. Let's go today, Luke chapter 2, 41 to 50. Luke chapter 2, 41 to 50. My father's business. I want us to read it together, but I want us to read it with diligence and with passion and consistency from verse 41 his parents are you there let's read his parents went to jerusalem every year at the feast of the passover louder and when he was 12 years old they went up to jerusalem according to the custom of the feast continue Louder. Look into your Bible if the, if the screen is slow. But supposing him to so have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now so it was after three days, they found him in the temple. "...sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed." Continue. Continue. And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. Last verse. But they did not understand. The verse before that. It says so. When they saw him they were amazed. And mother said son why have you done this to us? (laughs) Your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them why did you seek me? Somebody shout, why did, why did you seek me? Did you not know? Did you not know? Were you not fully established in this reality that I must? I must. I, I don't know about other people. I don't, I'm not sure about other people's commitment level. But as for me, on a personal level, I'm not waiting for collective boyism. I'm not waiting for group support on this one. I'm not waiting for pastors pat on my back. I'm not waiting for my team leads incentive on this one. I'm not waiting for my godfather's ordination on this. As for me, even though I'm just 12, even though I'm maybe just around the bar mitzvah, I'll explain that later. I must be about my father's business. It's not a question of probability. It's not a question of conditionality. It's not a question of the level of my prosperity. This is a must. Please get out of your seat and stop looking morose. And look for three to five people. Tell them, I don't know about you. But as for me, I must be about my father's business. Some of you are even too lazy to stand, too lazy to walk, too lazy to move around. I don't know about you, Mr. Fijabi or Ologmodoria Jamu or Arikan Chabata, but I must be about my father's business. I must be. It's a personal decision. Like Daniel proposed in his heart. Stop waiting for corporate endorsement to show personal commitment. Stop waiting for conditions to line up Jesus did not make it conditional. If I get this money, I will serve God. If I blow, I will give to God. If things work out, I will preach the gospel. If three things happen, three camels walk into my room, I will start giving my percentage. No, that is what a child does or an ignorant person, or pardon me, excuse me, a bastard does. Shout a louder. Shout a louder. A true son does not wait for his father to incentivize his commitment. You don't need to monetize your identity with God. Jesus said, I must be. Whether they know me or not. I'm not waiting until I become popular. He was 12. He had not shown himself to the public. Beware of those who are around your business or ministry or concerns for stage or platform of visibility. They are not serving your vision. They are serving themselves. Beware of the person who becomes sober and morose when you correct them. And their attitude changes, not from remorse, but from, oh, you should treat me better. He didn't wait for the pharaoh. He had no disciples. Stop waiting to have more followers before you share the gospel on your social media. Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, can I talk right now? He was 12, but a 12-year-old already knew what his father was. May you not become 35 or 40 or 55 before you understand what your assignment is, what your calling is, what your mandate is upon your life. Beat your chest and call your name. You must be about your father's business. Whether you have money or not, whether the terms are favorable or not, whether you're recognized or not, whether people are endorsing you or not, whether things are smooth or not, Or not i must be about my father's business it's an aberration to be more passionate about any other thing in this world than the business of the father but here is one of the things just listen to this (laughs) jesus said to them why would you need to search for me didn't you know that it was necessary for me to be here watch this in my father's house read the last three letters What's that? Consumed with him. <laughs> Obsessed with him, whether it's cold or not, whether the rain falls or not. You know, some of you, let, let me just say something. Some of you are like, God, take me to the nations. God, you, if you take me to Canada, I will use you. That's not true. Rather, you will use me. Actually, what I mean is I will use you. Because even Lagos, Nigeria, it's just a little cold in the morning and you don't show up for service. How will you step out in 18 minus 18 degrees ice in Canada? This is the reason God says do not be mocked. Rather, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. If you don't serve me in the rain, you can't serve me in the snow. If you don't give to me when you earn $30,000, you won't give to me when you have to earn $3 naira. Hey. Somebody shout, I must, be. I must be. Somebody, you're not shouting that. Rosman, I can't hear your voice this morning. You look so distracted. Rosamund, come, 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 come and sit in front here this morning. You can't be looking distracted. Shout, I must be. I must be. About my father's business. One of the biggest problems we have is the next verse. What's the next verse? Give me the next verse on TBT. Verse 50. Mary and Joseph didn't fully understand what Jesus meant. meant. <laughs> because guess, what do you mean? You must be about your father's business. You're left in the temple and we're going back home. Isn't your father Joseph? So in their minds, they felt it should be carpentry. So the person does not know what the father's business is, will keep building chairs and tables all over the world and be the most popular carpenter in the schemes of men, but totally irrelevant in eternal affairs. Because he feels that because I'm serving very well in the oil and gas industry means I'm in the father's business. The way the Bible says they didn't understand what the father's business was, that is still the problem of the church, much of the church today. That a lot of people think the father's business is just, you know, come to the house, sweep the floor and sing and shout and dance. That is a part of it. But today we're going to see the robust dimensions of the father's business. Somebody ready. I don't want your energy to drop this morning. So let's practice one more time. I may go to three, eyeball to eyeball. Look them square in, the, square in the eyes, Lara. And tell that person, I don't know about you. But I've decided to be consumed with my father's business. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost for one minute. Pray in other tongues for one minute. Pray intensely. Pray with fire. Pray yourself out of left. Pray yourself out of lukewarmness. Pray yourself out of distraction. Pray yourself out of excuses right now. Is that the best you can do? Is that the best you can do? Shoteke blati brosokoto. I must be If you can't serve God in the sun You can't serve him in the snow Somebody ought to share that somewhere I must be About my father's business Don't let your temperature drop. Make it intense, make it fierce, make it complete. I must be. Raise the temperature. Raise the temperature. There are rooms in the spirit, but are there men who can take up those rooms? There are platforms in this world, but are there men that God can say this one? I can count on him. He said the harvest is plentiful, plenteous, the laborers, that's where the problem is. that's where the problem is (laughs) a stage is not the problem the stage of your development is the problem a microphone is not the problem is what will you say when you have it Jesus was 12 12! No incentive no social media no known mentor but he said I must be (laughs) some people are 33 we are still teaching you, we are still begging you we are still encouraging you somebody recalibrate your spirit and your mind you are still allowing your emotions rule you and govern you, you are still crying from overwhelm, can you pray yourself out of immaturity and stop saying it's my temperament, the Holy Ghost is stronger than your temperament I must be I refuse to raise an irresponsible people I refuse it I refuse it I refuse in the day of judgment at the throne of Christ to bring lily liver, jelly jots, spineless people no, I'm bringing strong vibrant, robust devoted, loyal, faithful consistent, commitment intense, sacrificial, honorable dignified, strong stable people as jewels of the crown of the Christ. I'm not raising wimps who can't even say an Amen, a shout, a jump, or pray. Pray a little deeper in the spirit. Must be. Must be. I must be. I don't care what the economy is. I don't care what my struggles are. I don't care what the cares are, the doubts, are, the patterns of my pastor. I must be. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. You may be seated. And keep that posture. Keep your spirit up. Keep your posture up. Don't be lousy. Don't be lazy. Don't be slothful. Keep your posture up. You've come not to be pampered, but to be instructed. Colossians 1. Jesus says this. He says, I must be about my father's business. In Colossians 1, verse 16. Somebody say, I have the spirit of understanding. Say it louder. Say, I understand this completely. Colossians 1.16. It says, for in him was created the universe of things. Both in the heavenly realm, I've taught you this, and on the earth. All that is seen and all that is unseen. Every seat of power. Everything was created by him. Now, if you look at a simpler one, this says, "Realm of government, principality, and authority. It all exists through him and for his purpose. So another one says, all things were created by him and for him. Somebody say, by him. Then say, for him. Say, by him and for him. Now, your phone was created by Steve Jobs. If you use an iPhone, right? was created by Steve Jobs and his team. But now, you can use it anyhow you choose. Isn't that true? Yep, you can use it to slap somebody. Right? You can use it to pack beans. You can eat it to eat, use it to eat rice. Can't you? You can. Like, if you decide that that's what you're going to use it for. But it's not the purpose of that thing. So, God made all things. So, when we say all things, we're saying inclusive of all and exclusive of none. Everything that was made was made by God. (laughs) Wine was made by God. Water was made by God. Fish of the sea, thank you, were made by God. Lions were made by God. Snails were made by God. Books were made by God. Cars made by God. Everything. Now why am I including cars and books? Because we know God did not create vehicles in the beginning, right? But don't forget what the Bible says. says visible and what? So he made cars in the beginning, but they were in the invisible realm. understand it so visibility or invisibility is not always a function of the inherent attribute of that thing sometimes a function of the timeline of history oh my god somebody needs to get that now when we say something is invisible it does not mean something that can never be seen but in a certain dispensation of time, something can be called invisible, not because it does not exist. But because it's currently in a form that normal eyes cannot capture. Oh, can I talk right now? So when the Bible says forever, oh God, your word is settled in heaven. There is no vision you have ever caught that does not have a material manifestation in a time zone. That's why I said the patriarchs, all of them died in faith. Having not obtained the promise, but seeing it afar off. And Abraham was looking for a city who's, watch those two dimensions, architect and builder is God. Because when God wants to create anything, he's first of all architect. The architect operates in the invisible realm. He's the person who takes the planes and the blueprints and the lines and the drawings from his mind. Oh, can I talk to somebody? The builder materializes it. And many people are trying to build what God has not architectured Aye. Except the Lord builds the city. They labor. But they labor how? In vain. Except the Lord watches over a city. The watchman, they stay awake. In vain. Now, a lot of us, we've not met God the architect. We are trying to place a demand on God the builder. God the architect is a precise God. Line upon line. Precept upon precept. Gradients. T-square. Alignment. If your life is misaligned, you're not ready for building. You don't need empires, you need umpires. Because a child, the heir, if it remains a child, must be under governors. So for some of you, God uses teachers to govern you. You don't listen to the teachers. Your pastor to govern, you don't listen to the pastor. Then he will arrange circumstances to govern you and force you. Because he believes that the problem is you talk too much. So, when pastor is saying you're arguing in your heart, when teachers are saying you're arguing in your heart, when circumstances are doing, you can't can't argue. Look at somebody say, Meet God the architect. It says his eyes of faith were set on the city with unshakable foundations whose architect and builder is God himself. Now, I want to understand something. When the says forever, oh God, your word is settled in heaven. Whenever you think about heaven, whenever you think about glory, think about the rule of God's realm, the invisible realm of God's royalty. Just think about that. So when you think about heaven, When you think about glory in that dimension, he that dwells in glory, is the invisible realm. But God wants to make the invisible visible. That's why the word is not visible, but the word became what? Flesh. Flesh is visible. The word is not visible. Can you hear this? This is the reason a believer cannot accomplish much without the word. You can't that's the architectural blueprints is the framework (laughs) it's the framework and if there are rooms missing in the building of your life you want to find out am i using the building blocks required to build that particular room so for example if you always enjoy healing but no financial prosperity it means you're not placing the building blocks for financial prosperity in what you are building some of you have rooms with a big kitchen but no toilet. Oh, can I talk right now? Oh, can I, can I speak this morning? Whether you say yes or not, I'm speaking. Maybe say yes, I might speak faster. Are you understanding this? Realms, all things. Now, what were these things made for? Let's go to Revelation chapter 4 verse 11. Revelation chapter 4, verse 11 begins to expose to us certain things that we must pay attention to. Zabalia Kasun. Somebody say, My father's business. All things were made for him and by him. You are worthy, O Lord. All, you're worthy, our Lord and God, to do what? <laughs> for you created. All things and by your plan they were created and do you remember I talked about architecture? What does the architect do? Draws what? Plans Now can I ask you a question if you see a building rising out of your neighborhood or you know the next door the next compound in your house, just see the building coming up so fast was it the day the building? was built, that the plan was drawn. Do you think the plan could have been drawn months earlier? Do you think years earlier? Do you think decades earlier? There was one church, there is a one church, a big, big church around Ojota area, uh, K2 area. And that church, they built it for over many decades. I think about over 20 years or something like that. Didn't mention their name. Right? But they built it. Huge! The plan was set. Oh, I want to talk to somebody right now. The Bible says that God, before time began, already planned the entirety of your life. So for somebody who's wondering, what will it be done? Don't focus on that. Keep your eyes on the plan and the architect and the builder. I just want somebody to understand, no matter what's going topsy-turvy in your life right now, what's going out of turn, what's going out of what you planned, let me announce to you, if you remain solid in Christ, things may go out of what you planned but nothing is going to fall short out of what God plans because even when your plan fails ah, your faith in him is going to ensure that even when the potter or rather the clay is mad in the hands of the potter he can form it into something so beautiful I don't know who I'm talking to but you had a tough week, a challenging week a difficult week, a manipulative week a tense week but I prophesy unto you you are still on track, the plan is still real, the plan is still authentic, the plan is still going to come to pass, if you don't believe it say nothing, do nothing and go nowhere, if it's you I'm talking to look for your neighbor, say the plan is still valid give me NKJV I want to show you something, the plan is still valid that's why Paul says God who separated me from mother's womb they said You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things. And by your will, they exist and were created. Give me KJV. I'm looking for, there's a particular version that says all things were made for your pleasure. KJV, right? Yes. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created how many things? all things and for your pleasure. They were created. Oh my God. The fashion industry was created for his pleasure. The fashion industry was not created for man's pressure, But for God's pleasure. Oh, come on. Somebody talks. The fashion industry was not designed to be giving men erection up and down. It was to erect the things of God. Some of y'all looking all so morose like I'm not talking to you. Oh, can I talk right now? The fashion industry was not designed so that people could show their cleavage. But so that they could cleave to the one who predates every age. Oh, can I talk to somebody right now? The fashion industry was not all about creating a slit that gets in here, but to create a split through the Red Seas of human opposition and human decomposition. Can I talk to somebody right now? What's your industry? The insurance industry was not designed to rip people off. The banking industry was not designed to be charging you. 65 Naira every time. Somebody say there's something wrong. Do you know why it's wrong? People don't understand the Father's business. No industry was created to function out of the plan and the pattern of God. God didn't create things without knowing what to do with them. All things were created for his pleasure. All things. All things were created for his pleasure. But what gives God pleasure? He says without faith, it's impossible to do what? That means for you to give God pleasure, you need faith. So how can everything that was created be for his pleasure? Because first of all, he created them by faith. By faith, we understand that the walls were framed... By the words of God, and we understand the things that were visible were created by things that were invisible. You remember that? So, how did God create everything? By faith. By faith, by faith we understand what? By faith, right? Yes. Faith is an instrumentality not to acquire things, but to function like God. Ah. That's why Jesus didn't say, Have the faith from God, he said, Have the faith of God. Oh, come on, people. Think faith is name it, claim it. No. Faith is be it, believe it, live like it. Any faith that tries to acquire before it tries to become is manipulative faith. So the proof of faith is not acquisition, it's transformation. I've been crucified with Christ. Yet I live, but not I. The life I live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me, the faith of the Son of God who loved me. So faith does not only make alive, faith kills the things that should die. Oh, come on, people. How do I know? By faith, Abel offered a more excellent So, why do people think that faith is only for receiving rewards? Faith is also seen in the sacrifices you make, not just the successes you achieve. Oh, can I talk right now? Don't tell me you have faith when you got the job and then you say, I have faith, but you can't give based on what you got from the job. That ain't faith, that's fake. Are you hearing me, sir? Now! So God created those things by faith. But in Revelations 4, go back there, verse 11, he says that these things were created for his pleasure. But that's not the point now. The point now is thou art worthy, O Lord, to do what? To receive what? Glory Glory. and honor and? Now if he created these things, who is he receiving it from? Also, quiet. You're yeah, thinking, who's he receiving it from? From who? He wants to receive it from himself. Uh-uh. The create, he it from, man. from who? Man. From man. <laughs> because it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, it is the glory of kings to search it out. So God creates in in the invisible realm and hides those things. Then he creates man in the visible realm to unpack from the invisible realm what God hid. Because man was created to be a king. But the glory of a king is to search out what is hidden. So you are built in your industry, in your space to be a revealer of hidden things this is why the Bible says God made heaven and earth in the beginning Genesis chapter 2 he says but that there nothing had grown why? because he had not caused rain to fall and there was no man to do what? teal the ground, expose what's beneath the face of the ground unlock the ground, break the clots of the earth under the ground this is the reason if you cannot dig you will beg God wired your glory into work This light bulb can never shine except it's transmitting energy. Oh my God. Are you getting it? So you see, ah, this light is good. Touch it. You see how hot it is. It's consuming energy in itself. Oh, is somebody here this morning? It's the honor. So let's see, this one calls it honor. Revelation calls it glory. So how do we give God glory? By buying into the mind of God. God was your original intention for my life and for my industry and for my workspace. You take that invisible revelation and you dig the visible dimension of that space in which you're operating and when you change the policy or move things around, God is glorified. When people are no longer wearing clothes that the demons are using as conduits of lust and seduction and people are covered up and you reduce the rate of molestation, sexual abuse, sexual violence and rape, come on somebody God is glorified because there's one person who has not been raped, therefore she does not spend 20 minutes of a church service missing and distracted to when she was 16 and you hearing what I'm saying, that's how God gets the glory, not just by you opening your mouth and singing but that the content of the heart is purely aligned with the God, with God, with the Christ because there are fewer distractions Oh, if I'm preaching, somebody tell me. If It's about singing. Birds sing better than most human beings. It's about weaving. The trees clap their hands. The Bible says it. The trees clap their hands. So giving God glory cannot just be music. Who is he going to receive it from? From his sons who come to pay obeisance. That when they have conquered a space changed an industry they still come back to their knees and say God you know this is all from you you are the person that gave me the strategy. You are the person that gave me the wisdom. You are the person that gave me the intelligence. You are the person that gave me the zest, the zeal. Some of you have not been doing much. That's why your hands are not lifted up right now. You are the person that gave me that idea. Can you thank God for the last presentation people hailed you for? The last p- product you created, people celebrated you for. This is true worship. It's not just about music. It's the acknowledgement of the worth of the one who gave you. Now, once we understand this, then we begin to ask ourselves, this is the reason you enter into a place by faith. Because if, on, if God created those things by faith, how are you going to engage and build with him? So watch this. God never calls us co-architects with God. But he calls us co-laborers with God. And he calls us co-builders with God. And Paul said, I build as a wise master builder. You are not to... Dilute the plan with your own ideas. If an architect brings you the blueprints of your house and your little baby says, daddy, daddy, I, have a plan. I want to draw a petrol on the plan, does he enhance the plan or does he damage the plan? Stop soiling God's agenda with your excesses. God requires your effort in the building. Not because he needs your effort, but because he derives pleasure in doing it with you. God doesn't need your effort. This is the reason the greatest of men, they die. Do you understand? Can I just announce somebody? Never entertain the idea of an exaggerated opinion of yourself. Let me just say it, and I say this with every honor and due respect in my heart. Jesus showed us that no man must stay alive on earth forever for God's will to be done, even when Jesus died and the church is still going on. Oh, come on, so you didn't get that. Oh, come on, somebody somebody didn't get that. Jesus laid down his life to let you know that the absence of any man does not stop God's agenda for the earth. If I'm not there, it won't work. You lie. And the truth is not in you. Oh, we want you here. We want you here because God is pleased with having you. He's not stranded without you, but is pleasured with your presence the right way. If your presence is by faith, He derives pleasure. But your absence does not stop His agenda. Lucifer didn't need a keyboard. He didn't need a trumpet. He didn't need a saxophone. He didn't need the drums. He didn't need a camera lights. Why? He was wired with lights. He was wired with instruments. I believe with certain notes that Mozart and Beethoven don't even know exist. He was wired with all of that. But guess what? Hear this child of God. Hear this. He was thrown out of heaven. And worship has not stopped since then. Um make it louder, make, make it, make, make it louder, make it, make it loud! oh some of you are still sitting down there, I said Lucifer fell but worship is still going on, it's still going on, it's still going on, it's still going on, still going on. so God will do what he has decided to do, whether you are lying or not, Judas sold out, but the resurrection plan was not damaged, I taught you last week let me say again for those who might have forgotten I said God has considered every possible scenario of your life and the best case scenario is what he delivers to you as an instruction God's instruction to you is the articulated manifestation of his best case scenario, which means that disobedience will always complicate your journey. It never complicates the plan, but it complicates your experience in it. So when the foreman gets the, arch, the, the architectural blueprints, gets there, and guess what? It says lay the blocks like this, but there's one Solomon Wise who believes that no this block should not be like this. It should be like that. Like a deal, like a that. And the place is there, and the whole thing comes crashing down and lands on a stove. Has the plan changed? Shout it louder. Has the plan changed? Is he in pain? Yeah. Yeah. The guy's in pain because he did not follow the instructions based on the plan. Somebody raise your right hand. Say, Lord, I'm aligned with the Father's business. So, but you're not saying it with confidence and boldness. Say, Lord, I align myself with the Father's business. I align my heart with the Father's business. I align my life with the Father's business. I align my all with the Father's business. Clap your hands and give him praise. Don't clap like you're lazy or lousy. You may be seated. Now, once I understand that all things were made for him and by him, then it becomes clear. Now, be be <laughs> I don't have to be a pastor to be a full-time minister. I don't have to be a pastor to be a full-time minister. You can be a full-time minister on an agricultural farmland. Because my mission field, all things were created for what? All things were created for? How does it derive pleasure when we work by? Faith. How is faith demonstrated through? Works. Created for good works. So, what I need to find out is this work God has called me to. What does it look like? And how can what I'm doing, what he has sent me to do, be manifested to align with it? So what's the business of the father? Because the Bible says Mary and Joseph, they couldn't understand it. Damn, are you writing? They didn't understand it. Many of the church, many people in the church still don't understand it. They think if you are using tambourine, and you are doing the work of God. They think if you are preaching... Praying on stage, you're doing the work of God. They think that if you're playing the keyboard, you're doing the work of God. Now, those could be parts of the work of God. But the work of God is not. See, God is not just God of the church, He's God of the whole earth. Yes. <laughs> Why would you say Cyrus, my anointed? Was well, Cyrus a Jew? Was well, Cyrus in the covenant? A Jew. <laughs> what is the Father's business? It is the business of the kingdom. Write that down. The Father's business is the business of the kingdom. God is a wealthy God. I was going to say wealthy man, but wealthy, the wealthiest being, person. And he has a large business empire, huge empire, massive, mega, unicorn, triple unicorn, give me more, like compound all the kinds of corporations, enterprises, he oversees all, his business is the business of the kingdom. Now that business of the kingdom is also the business of life. So that kingdom is a business of life. So the business of God is the business of the kingdom. Somebody say the business of God God. is the business of the kingdom. I want to show you a couple of things real quick so that You will get it better. If somebody gets in fresh perspective. Uh, All right, let's let's look at Matthew chapter four verse seventeen. Matthew 4:17 Can you read it Everybody read it louder Now that at hand does not mean it's coming It's saying it's at hand to come it's an old english expression when i say lord chamberlain with lady chamberlain chamberlain at hand that at hand is literally like this are you getting it this is what at hand means it's not a bible word do you get it? you know it's amazing how a lot of people have turned bible words to spiritual words or christian words they are words do you let, let me explain So people say the Greek word of this is, you know, like pragmatia, Greek word. Now what pragmatia, did it come into being after Jesus was born? Tell me. Way before. The language existed way before. So don't color Bible words with religious thinking. Find out what the language actually means. So when it says repent the kingdom of heaven is at hand he's saying stop running after all of those things uh, uh, come face that way right he's busy himself with life He's trying to look for things look for jobs look for uh, marriage look for friends look at that but look at what it says he said repent to repent means to look up turn away and look up like penthouse Turn around and look up, because the kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of God, is here. That's why it says, "Seek you first what." And what will happen? Now, all these other things, how were they created? By faith. By By who? God. God. God is the God of the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is the invisible realm. So everything visible was made by the invisible. So he's saying the way to govern the earth, to dominate the earth or to be an active partner in God's business is to start off by gazing on the invisible dimension. So when it teaches us the Lord's prayer, the, our Father who art in heaven, invisible, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, and thy will be done. Your will, another word for will, would be business interests. Let your business interests or your company policies or your governmental policies be evolved. Are you following this? <laughs> Before you ask for bread, Because the economy has to depend on policy. Budget is secondary to policy. So he's saying understand the policy before you ask for bread. He's saying once you understand the policy, you know where we are voting the money to. Come on people. Come on people. This is the reason if you send yourself, you have to fund yourself. you following this so that repent is not just let, let's look at what it said in the simpler one let me show you the simpler one give me another version tpt i think it says keep turning back from your sin oh, can you read really, it? who has i need at this point i need a, a microphone somewhere I know what's going Please give Uche the microphone so anytime there's a lag over there. From that time on, Jesus began to proclaim his message with these words. Keep turning away from your sins and do what? For heaven's kingdom realm is now Accessible. There are three instructions in this place. Three, what are the three? Number one, keep turning away, away. number two, to God, number three. How many of those three has the church danced around for the last hundred or more years? Turn away from sin. sin. This is the reason people get drunk on morality. Because you keep turning, turning, turning. And after a while you become dizzy and bored with church because all you keep doing is don't wear trouser don't wear earring don't kiss your boyfriend. Don't do, plus the one that is sin and is not seen. They lump everything together. But God said when you turn around, turn back to me because my goal is not for you to not sin. My goal is for intimacy, communion and then dominion by access, access in the kingdom. The reason my goal for you is not to stop sinning is that there are monks in India who are more concentrated, consecrated than believer but in whose name There are people who are chased demonstrate sexual fidelity, but they are not accepted by God. Because God is not just saying, turn from your seed. He's saying, turn to me. And when you turn to me, he said, ask of me. And I will give you the nations as an inheritance. But some will turn to God. God, I need food. God, I need a microphone. God, I need a megaphone. Please, I'm looking for somebody who can bear the burdens of nations. Who can bear the weight of responsibility. Who can look beyond themselves and say, it's not just about me. It's what do you want? Oh, yes, God is looking for people. That's why I said, I sought for a man. The fact that there is a sea of heads does not mean the right heart is in that, in that crowd. God will need to search for a man if they were already available. There are spaces in the spirit, but people are not men enough, they give too many excuses. They take it too easy on themselves. When the Bible says the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violence, in other words, people who have intensity in their inner man, they keep driving it. Paul said, I'm the least of all the apostles, but I labor more abundantly than all the apostles. Help me look for three people who are still sitting down, looking like they got it together. Tell them you need to shake yourself. You need to get out of that place of con- You need to shake yourself. Please, 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 move away from that person who's still slapping, shake yourself. That's not what we're looking for this morning. Look for somebody with some fire, with some intensity, with some passion and say, shake yourself. Ah, yes. I want to show you something. He said, heaven's kingdom realm is now available. Why? The door is here. The way is here. I'm the door. John 10. I'm the way. John 6. And in case you say, I'm the door and I'm the way, and I don't know how together, I'm the light to show you how much of a way I am, how much of a door I am. Now it does not matter what your addictions are, I'll break them. What your chains are, I'll undo them. What your delays are, I'll neutralize them. What your temperament is, I will go beyond it. What your personality failures are, I will override it and use it for my glory. You might be so intense like Peter, cutting people's ears, but I will still use you. You might still come on somebody. You might be an attaché like James and John, but I'll still Carry you along, you might be the clog like Philip and Nathaniel. I'll still use you, you might be hyper, but I'll make you hyper responsible in my kingdom. Stop giving excuses and I lied with the Father's business. The church has stayed there. Keep turning back from your sins, and when you focus on one thing, that thing multiplies so ministries where sin is the message or the centrality of the message people still sin and they always cover it they either cover it with lies or cover it with pseudo grace because man was not created just to be rescued from sin was created for communion with God and dominion for God let me show you Jesus' message because some people think Jesus' message is the cross and science fiction and all of that. Let's go to Mark chapter 1. I gotta round off in this message, this service. Somebody shout the father's business. The Father Mark chapter 1 verse 38. Verse 38. <laughs> Mark chapter 1 verse 38. Help me. Once Let up. us go. But he said to them, Let us go into the next towns, that I may preach there also, because for this purpose I have come forth. That I must preach there also, for this purpose did I come forth. Can you go to Luke chapter 4, verse 43? He said, I must preach there also. Right? Mark one thirty-eight. Now, if you go to Luke 4, 43, what does it say? But he said to them, mm-hmm. I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities. What was his message? Kingdom of God. No, no, you got to shout it louder. What was his message? Everybody needs to shout this, except you are not happy about the kingdom. If you believe that you are a citizen of that kingdom. Shout this louder. What's the next line? Because. What was the purpose of Jesus? Did he preach himself? (laughs) Imagine a pizza boy. A pizza boy. Not perfect illustration, but a pizza boy. He comes to your house, says, Ah, Pastor John, you know, this is your pizza. He doesn't say this is your pizza. Pastor John, he's carrying the pizza. You can smell it. It's wafting into your nostrils. Delicious, God. So let me tell you about myself. My eyes are brunette brown. My. Nose is broad like an African nose. You don't know, but I have a tattoo in my left side. If you come to my spine, you're going to see a sign of the crucifix there. Under my leg, there's a blister. Um, and then behind my knee, talk to me. Tell me. Alaye? is the person delivering the message or describing himself describing Describing Jesus is not the same thing as preaching the gospel of the kingdom (laughs) for this purpose he said it now Someone is going to be like, but first John said, for this purpose, son of Man was made manifest that my destroyed works of the devil. That is one of the assignments. But when Jesus speaks about himself in John 20, I showed you some weeks ago, he said, for this purpose was I born as a king. And then what's my message? My message is to preach the kingdom of God sanctification is part of the process the entry point righteousness part of the entry point but if you stay in sanctification and all of that are elementary things you're in nursery school you're in primary one and it's good to be in nursery school and primary one why because you don't have responsibilities yes yes your milk is served your wafers are served Lunchtime is nice, you, you don't paint your scribble and scratch your notes, everything is everywhere. But you don't want to hear university instructions because then the iterations, the computations, the permutations, the combinations can give you headache. Like even the rhymes are giving somebody headache right now because you're beginning to wonder how do I figure out the fulcrum and the pivot and the Schrodinger's equation and the Pythagoras theorem and Darwin's law and whatever. Do you understand? the writer of Hebrews says leave elementary things and let's do business because as long as you're in primary school you can never be your father's business partner for this purpose I must preach the kingdom of God why did I come to make the kingdom of God real accessible and everything you are looking for is at best a subset and at worst the consequence of that kingdom so why are you chasing the effect when I want to partner with you to be a part of the cause So it's kingdom business. And guess what? It's family business. Somebody say it's family business. So in the service before we close, I I just want to give you what are the interests in that that family business? There are five major interests in that family business. Don't forget, he has this mega corporation, this multi-layered unicorn business brought out of nothing, gazillions of dollars in compounded wealth to use money but it's far more than money why because there are things in the invisible realm that will not be visible in this age how do i know 200 years ago i guess maybe 300 years ago you couldn't pick up certain particles why there was no microscope created the particles were there but the instrumentality to capture and interpret the images were not there are you following this now so similarly there are certain things that will not be seen, that are already existing in this age. Because the spiritual technology required for the church to come into their fullness has not been matured or developed or tweaked. <laughs> Receive an upgrade. Receive a provocative upgrade. This is the reason after Jesus sorted out death, grave, I will be, I'll be your graves, I will be your death, uh, no graves, I will be your plagues and all of that. Sorted all of that and came out of that. He now started teaching about the kingdom. What he was saying is now that the sin issue has been dealt with, can we now talk about the real business? Somebody write this down. I have no business with sin. I have business with God. It does not mean you won't make mistakes or trip. The Bible says, do a righteous man fall seven times and rise again. Yes. But it's saying that, you, see, personal sanctification is not the business of the believer. It is the responsibility of the believer in the word of God. Right? But it's a subliminal, it's a subset of the responsibility of the Christ. Because he's the one that will present the church to himself, blameless. By the washing of the water of the word. And it says, if any man sanctifies himself, be a vessel unto honor, not unto dishonor. But what is the business of the believer? We're going to go deeper um, in the second service, but let me just give you five major business interests. Five major. Number one is that it's the business of royalty. So this business of the kingdom is a family business, and it's the business of royalty. The business of royalty and rulership. Now, a lot of people don't realize that governance, leading, ruling, operating as a leader is a lot of work. Have you noticed that many world leaders, after they get into power, political power, oftentimes, after the first two years, their hair turns gray. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, uh, but this man, your allowances are 100? Millionaire. You drive a car, you have driver. You don't even drive a car. You have drivers at your beck and call. You have the policeman. You have this. They are carrying the matter where on top of their head. head. So when the, Bible, when the Bible calls men the head, he's not saying the person that oppresses the body. He's saying the person that carries the weight of the body. <laughs> Jesus Christ is the head of the church, but is also the chief cornerstone. So in the world, the head is the person that oppresses. In the kingdom, the head is the person that carries the weight of the whole body. Oh, somebody needs to get that. So when we call you the head of a team, the head of a department, we're not saying it's your time to enjoy. Leadership is not the reward for serving well. It is the responsibility that comes with following well. Serving well. Are you following this? So the business is the business of royalty and rulership. How do I know that Romans 5:17 tells us that because we have received the gift of righteousness, the nature of the Father, the identity of our pater, our paternity is from him, paternity from eternity. It says, "We'll reign in the realms of life. Not reigning means that we will reign in. We're reigning, R E I G N, but it's also that we reign, R E I pull the reins. It's like governing a horse. Have you ridden, ridden a horse before? Anybody ridden a horse or, or a bull? Maybe even the toy bulls. You know those toy bulls are those events. Is it very easy? Your industry is like a raging bull. God wants you to reign there. It's work. If you ride a horse, have you ridden a horse before? It feels all fun, galloping and all. The next day your thighs are hurting. Anybody notice that? Rulership is responsibility. Management is from a root word, "managery," which means to rein a horse, to rule a horse. Because the world is in rebellion and wildly against God, you are God's horse trainer to tame your industry. They're running wild. You are the person who says you must stop. And it's a lot of work. You can't train them if you're always coming late. Are you getting it? You can't train them if you're always looking lifeless. You look lifeless in the gathering, you look lifeless out there. Everybody jump up, shout, I'm in my father's business. <laughs> I love the energy, but raise it higher. Shout online. I'm in my father's business. If you're on Facebook or YouTube or Instagram right now, drop me a heart. Drop me a flaming emoji. Drop me these lines. I am in my father's business. If you're live at the hob, shout at VDO Enoch. i be all the shout. I'm in my father's business. For if by one man's offense, death reigns through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life. People think that reigning means I'll just sit down, nothing will be happening. No. Reigning means that if you're like me, you get over 300 messages every day they have a personal touch that's what written is and when you don't reply one for two or three days you have to manage the emotions of those that may not understand simple will understand simple will not understand to say you're proud that's what written means being misunderstood when you're doing your best that's what written is when you're serving people or you give them anonymous gifts and they never know it's you and they're still disrespectful to you that's what written is when you're carrying the burdens and the weight and prayer but they still talk about you that's what written are you understanding what that is you're still standing there when you sleep by 2am or two thirty, and you still have to wake up by five thirty or six, and you preach two services and download two new songs from the realm of the spirit, and still see people for one or two hours after the service. That is what reading is. Look for three people, tell them you've been misunderstanding some things, like Joseph and Mary. You've been misunderstanding the Father's business. Look for three people, tell them you need to change your mind and be a part and you are doing all of that without complaining, then you are raining. You do all of that without reducing the quality, then you are raining. Somebody shout, I'm not a wimp. Some of you couldn't even shout it. Maybe you are not sure. Shout, I'm not a wimp. Shout, I'm not a wimp. Oh! what's the second thing I gotta run the second thing in this business is the business the other interests sub-business sub reconciliation I'll teach more on this in the second service reconciliation it's the business of royalty ruling, ruling but because man fell from rulership he now has to be reconciled so God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself that seems to be the favorite of the church It's a very important ministry, but it's not the entirety. Reconciliation, bringing men. And reconciliation, of course, starts with redemption, but then it ends with ultimate glorification until there's a unification of all things. The Bible speaks about the restoration of all things. Number three is the business of retention. And I don't know if I have time to read that to you in this service. Because we're starting second service by 10.30 soon. Retention. Number four, so retention is everything God has committed to you, nothing must be missing. That's what retention is. So if God gave you 100 sheep, you better give him 100 sheep back or guess what, give him 200 back because those 100 should be mating. They should be reproducing. Please listen to this. If I borrowed you money, 200,000 200, naira three years ago, And you give me 200,000 Naira this year. Do you know you've cheated me? Because the rate of inflation. So when God gives you a responsibility. And you return just what he gave you. You are returning less. Because he has sent relationships. Resources, revelations. you Over the years. that, That should have augmented the quality and the quantity of what he gave you originally. This is why he was cross with the one with the one talent who kept in the handkerchief. Remember three Sundays ago? He said he should have at least given my money to the bankers who would have traded with it and given me interest. God is interested in interest. And one of the ways you can be sure that you are not likely to get any interest is not to be interested in what God is interested in. me you don't get that God gave you a woman to be your wife but three years into the marriage she feels battered and broken and shattered and damaged black eye everywhere or maybe you didn't get married somebody God's daughter came into your life you're in a relationship and six months into it you have damaged her womb You're giving her less than. Giving him less than. Somebody said retention. retention. So that retention is not just keeping exactly what you were given, it's having more. Number four, it's also the business of resurrection. Spirits are revived, made alive, were quickened. Our bodies will be resurrected. But God also wants cities to be resurrected. Shall we call the repairers of broken spaces? Broken seaters. And number five, it is the business of restoration to royalty. I'll explain those four things in the second service. I must be about my father's business. Everybody jump on your feet, let's close. I didn't say Stand. Please be seated. It's like you've not heard the message. Covenant keeping good. I must be. Somebody shout I must be. be. About my father's business. What is your father's business? Business of the kingdom. Everybody jump on your feet. Let's close. Better. Make a fresh commitment in a minute. Make a fresh commitment in a minute. Make a fresh commitment. Open your mouth and speak to him. I've been running about my own things. I've been running about, I've been running my own show. I just thought, you know what? I'll use this the way I feel, but now I understand all things were made for your pleasure. Or I've been I've been trying to force you as a builder when I don't know you as an architect. I need to go back to the drawing board. Anytime in the building process they get stuck, they have to go back to the blueprint. Says so when you get a crossroads. Go and find out what is that good way. Ask. So I will guide you with my eye. I will lead you in the way you should go. Psalm 32 verse 8. I will lead you. A believer has no business being stuck for longer than a very, very short time. Get unstuck this morning. Let your heart rise to him. Let your heart rise to him. Let your heart rise to him. Let your heart rise. Let it be a heart cry to be laying this morning. Let it be a heart cry. I wish somebody would. Jesus was 12 years old. Said I must be about. He said don't you get it? Are you not getting it? He was surprised. He said why do you think I'm here? What was he doing when he was with the Pharisees and teachers of the law? The Bible said he was answering their questions. He was showing them the mysteries of the kingdom. He was revealing deep things to them. He was making visible the invisible things. He was showing them that the spirit in man and the breath of God gives them understanding. He was giving them the bread of life. I will talk to you about four major things on the second service. About bread, about fish, about water, about light. The metaphoric dimensions through which God nourishes creation and advances his business in the earth. Pray for realignment. And you know something, every time you are not aligned with the kingdom, you either waste time, waste money, waste energy, waste resources or waste yourself every time. Why? Because your life is only optimized in sync with that kingdom. So you notice anytime you're in that place, things start working. You feel lighter, you feel better, you sleep better, you are optimized for that. I say to people, I've said it for years and years, said, God blesses me through my businesses and business expressions and all of that. But I can't lie to you. God has blessed me more in ministry than in business. That is so wild. And I make some good money from my business. And one of the things I love about God is that many times he uses people I don't know, people I have not seen, people I have not seen in a long time or circumstances that are not within my control. That should let you know something. Everything you're looking for is tied to what you're sent to do. But the enemy wants to use fear to manipulate you out of your purpose. Fear, culture, religion. To bamboozle you. Second service will show you what kind of businesses you must do on the earth. That will carry out the business of the Father in heaven. There are kinds of businesses. Raise your hand to the Father. Say, Father. If you're saying it, say it heartily. Father, thank you for speaking to me today. See, Father, I know that sometimes I get distracted. I get weary. I get discouraged. But I turn to you today with every excuse I've ever had. Every burden I've ever carried. Every weight I've ever held onto, and I lay them down. I lay them down at your feet. I ask for realignment. I walk in your wisdom and your grace to burn with hotter fire, to run with greater speed to love with deeper passion to advance the cause of your kingdom and to be a partner with you in your business thank you father thank you father thank you father thank you father, thank you, father. in jesus name we have prayed Before we clap, before we celebrate, if you're here today and you have not received the life of Jesus, all eyes closed in the privacy of this moment, can you place your hand on your heart? I want to tell you something. Any life that is not used God's way will be a wasted life. It does not matter how profitable our life seems outside of the will of God. Every profit outside the will of God is actually a loss. And the bigger the profit is, the bigger the loss. Because it means, as they will say, money know, Which means that the money was not used for what God intended. Don't forget all things were made by him and for him. All things were made for his pleasure. So every time something comes in my life, I must ask God what will give you pleasure here. And at the heart of that thing must be faith. Because anything done without faith does not bring him pleasure. If you're here, you haven't received the life of Jesus I want to place your hand on your heart or your head, wherever you are. I see that hand, brother. Close your eyes, everybody. I see that hand. I see that hand. If there is somebody on on the team, you can see this hand there. You need to take note of this face so we can walk up to you. Look out for anybody who's saying this prayer. Say, Lord, I receive the gift of salvation. I acknowledge that in my humanity, I am fallen. In my humanity, I failed, but I look unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of my faith. I acknowledge that Jesus is the Son of God, that he lived on earth. He was crucified for my sins, buried for my sins, and resurrected for my salvation and perfection. Thank you, Jesus, for newness of life. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Come on, somebody to give God praise. Let's thank God. Let's thank God. Let's thank God. Your hands were made for his pleasure. So use your hands to give him praise.